is more of a thermodynamic way of looking at emotion and psychological pressure applied onto Maslow's hierarchy. You imagine that you associate your basic needs with particular features in your external reality, whether it be the environment that you're in, your fixation on settlement, or perhaps people in your life, your career, whatever it may be. The main point being, in the modern era, you are rarely challenged. You are rarely challenged in your basic needs or your survival because there are people looking out for you. Therefore, your the very structure of your conscious and your unconscious or your shadow, your ego, your id, all of these forces of the psyche take shape and form around those things that you have begun to associate with Maslow's hierarchy. Anything that challenges the underlying ideological structure of your life insofar as how you have known it to guarantee you continued progress, you will find it very hard to want to seek out on your own to see if you are making errors in your judgments when you are nonetheless succeeding in the world and getting where you have been with the same strategy. So unless you're directly challenged on the applicability of your actual strategy in the world, you probably won't be changing your ideology anytime soon. Even though your ideology may be factually flawed. The main point being, if you apply psychological systems theory to the other soft sciences, it becomes a lot more direct and likely also accurate in its ideation. Because groups operate like people in their projection of certain things forward and regression of certain things within. Very much in a similar way, you have emotional containment ventilation equilibrium. We all have a containment threshold for the amount of emotions we can suppress before they begin to twist our spirit, twist our mind, shall we say. That containment threshold is important to maintain because it is literally the line between good and evil for each and every individual. It is the line that when you pass, it begins to compromise your psychological integrity. And so it is important that you partake in emotional ventilation. You have to figure out how to decompress psychological pressure, decompress emotions through ventilation, preferably a constructive form of ventilation, like socialization or therapy or catharsis. However, you can even go about the route of self-directed psychophysiological adaptation, which largely depends on actions that you're taking on your own to change the thermal state of your body so that your emotions are also partially ventilated. It is a form of self-directed psychophysiological adaptation and often involves having a little better control over the mind and body, being able to meditate, being able to exercise, being able to control your breathing or expose yourself to a cold shower. These are all forms of self-directed psychophysiological adaptation and they are an approach to emotional ventilation. You can imagine them as perhaps a more introverted, thinking-oriented version of ventilation. 
However, you do have ordinary socialization and therapy, for example, that are more extroverted in their intonation. However, successful emotional vulnerability for someone who is more sensitive, like an introvert, is going to require accurate trust. It is going to require that you trust somebody and that you are accurate in your trust so that when you are emotionally vulnerable, you're not taken advantage of. I think that extroverts in general find it easier to be emotionally vulnerable because they've done it more often and so it's less emotionally harmful to them when their trust is betrayed. But for introverts to partake in that kind of emotional ventilation, it will require accurate forms of trust. It will require that they are trusting and accurate in that trust at the same time. So they first have to have the readiness to trust and then also to prevent harm, the accuracy of their trust must be on point. In order for the type of extroverted form of emotional vulnerability to act as ventilation for them as individuals because an introvert may go through an extroverted stage and vice versa for an extrovert so it's important that both understand the architecture here so that when they go through a stage that's more opposite than their overall personality they're still able to navigate it which is the point in psychological systems theory